0: listening to It's Complicated with your hosts Jennifer Golden and Lauren Leonelli.
1: Hello master daters, welcome back for another episode of It's Complicated. The struggle is real when you're dating in the
2: city. I'm Jen, and I'm not Jen. Nope, nope. Who are you?
1: Not Jen. Cool. Tried to get me, and you didn't. I know. I keep thinking, you know, one day you might be distracted or something, and you'll reveal your true personality, and then you, you're you just not Jen. Not this time. No. Failed. <laughs> uh, guys, though... While we might have failed that, we are your resident best friends and we will be here along your relationship journey to help you. Yes.
2: Just think of us as your very own little cute fun fairies, bringing joy to the process and sprinkling love dust all over the damn place because it takes a village to date and we are your community. And we bring you the show weekly with our stories, tips, and
1: expert guests to help you navigate the complicated world of dating. So help us in the podcast world by
2: doing your part and rating our show
1: and leave comments Comments about what you think,
2: and when you're rating and commenting on our show, and you're looking for it, then you can find us at It's Complicated Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And most importantly, don't forget to tell a friend. Share; it's very helpful uh, for our shows because. We then can show that we have a loyal and growing audience and it helps us bring you offers and great products and it keeps the lights on and it keeps everything running here. It, you know, basically it keeps our village running. So please contribute to the village. Mm-hmm. Do your part.
1: Guys, today we have author of Meeting Your Half Orange, Amy Spencer, in to discuss how shifting your perspective as to what is important can change your entire experience in dating and love. While we cheers with our nightcap, the
2: main squeeze. That's right, guys. So exciting. Amy Spencer is a Los Angeles-based author. She has written The Happy Life Checklist, Bright Side Up, and, like Jen said, Meeting Your Half Orange. To promote optimism between her two books, Amy posts her positive thoughts on her blog so you can read more fun stuff there, too
1: because mm-hmm, you probably can't get enough. She's a magazine journalist who's written celebrity cover profiles, essays, and features for Glamour, Red Book, Health, Real Simple, Seventeen, Harper's Bazaar, Self, Women's Health, CNN.com, New York Magazine, and others. And prior to writing full-time, she was a launching editor at Maxim Magazine, a features editor at Glamour Magazine, and a senior features editor at Star. So wow. she worked at all the places.
2: All of the magazines in the entire universe. Mm-hmm. And Amy is also a writer who has done copywriting for clients, including Kate Spade and InStyle Magazine, and has ghostwritten a Uh, a book by a successful fashion designer which clearly is going to go unnamed because Mm -hmm. she's a ghost ghost writer it's she ghosted her basically Um, she has also written a screenplay and a television pilot and has edited edited book proposals and a memoir and is working on a novel so anything that you can write she has written.
1: She's done all, the all
2: of the writing in all of the different <coughs> platforms. Bless you.
1: That's how excited I am. I had to sneeze.
2: You're allergic to how awesome she is.
1: <laughs> I think I'm allergic to how awesome I'm not. Just kidding I am awesome too. And yes, I'm getting more optimistic as to my awesomeness, yes, which we will discuss more as we dive into the show but guys she's also been featured in all of the media yeah. not just writing so she hosted a live call and radio show on Sirius Satellite Radio offering relationship advice to Maxim channel listeners with co-host Anna David and Dr. Yvonne Fulbright and she's appeared on television for NBC CBS VH1 Fox and the e-channel and has been featured as a relationship radio expert on Howard Stern's Howard 100 news god
2: I mean there's more yeah. And I feel like <laughs> we should read it. But also, then I feel like I need to go tackle some things on my to do list. Probably. And and talk about some half oranges or maybe just eat one. She's an app developer, also, you guys. Amy has developed an app uh, and has created two apps for the iPhone Brightside app and the half orange Optimisms, which have appeared in feature- the featured app section in the App Store and made the App Store's What's Hot list and were featured in the New York Daily News.
1: NBD. No, I mean, right. Just all the things and all the best things, too. Amy grew up in New York, spent a decade in Manhattan, and now lives with her husband, Gustavo, in Venice, California. They spend their summers in Montauk, Long Island. She and her husband are super cute if you look on the gram. And I think it's like fun to see that because it's a testament. She's like living her. She's proving that her theories on this whole half orange thing are true because she has a successful relationship.
2: Yeah, and she's then continuing to live like the things that she manifested and how she changed her perspective and all that. Exactly,
1: so we know we can trust her. And so I was just in Tulum where I read Amy's book, and it's funny because the girlfriend I was traveling to Tulum with, um, had already read it coincidentally and I didn't know that until I got there and like brought out the book and so it was nice to be able to like bounce ideas off of each other and I could refer to certain terms with her and tell her like I was half I was orange smiling at someone which we'll explain later but basically yeah, I was a
2: bunch of terms
1: so many fun terms and you guys are all gonna learn them today but I was doing all of these things and she would like refer back to them when I was doing something. She's like, Oh, I see you're doing this. And I was like, I sure am. I'm putting my optimism all over the damn place. Um, and in fact, I got back from Tulum landed and was so optimistic. I like swiped the minute I got into LA and like was on the tarmac. I'm like, I'm going to, To put great intentions out there. I'm happy. I get to meet the love of my life and here goes nothing.
2: And I love that we have talked about similar things like this on our show, like changing the perspective of uh, your, your inner thoughts or your inner monologue or what you tell to yourself how you feel about the world and especially, I mean in general, but especially before you're dating or even more specifically, right before you open up an app and start swiping and like we, we've talked about this and you've heard us talk about it before and it sounds cute and whatever it is. But I think that reading this book and, and like getting really great examples and like sassy examples and things that really just like will stick with people like Jen and I, this is what made it really work. Cause like this is a theory that's not like, totally I mean we've talked about it before so but for some reason this book and the way that Amy wrote it and the examples she used and things that really like landed with you which I think is awesome
1: totally because she gives like real life experiences from people she's interviewed and how to apply certain things and it's like routine oriented and step-by-step step and tackles a lot of the issues that we all face internally and with you know externally with dating and stuff so it's just, it's like almost like if we wrote a book, yeah. it would probably be this, but maybe we wouldn't call it half orange and we wouldn't label certain terms the same way, yeah. but it really expresses what I think we talk about most of the time.
2: Well, it's awesome and I can't wait to get more into it with her, um, but I personally had a weekend while you were in Tulum, I had a whirlwind weekend, like basically I was in Vegas, but I was here. <laughs> what did you And do? I like, Friday night, I like went to this tropical tiki bar and like drank, tiki drinks and then the next day James and I went to Ojai and like started the morning out with this breakfast at some bonnie lou's cafe where we like ate all the food and then we like were literally in a food coma walked around in like 100 degrees heat went to this tasting room and that bar and like drank and then went into the hot springs and then went and had dinner and had like one more drink I mean we drank throughout the day it's not like we were hammered but then we went home and then the next day our friend had a barbecue and we we continued to eat and drink I ended up falling asleep on my friend's couch I thought it was like six in the afternoon and woke up at eight no no 2 30 in the morning I woke up <laughs> my friends and James there was only like a couple of us left we still talking and I was like we have to go what in the fuck are why are we still awake like that is way past my bedtime I legit felt like I was in Vegas and then Monday was like a I'm gonna sit all day on the couch day like, didn't move. Watched movies. P.S. Have you ever seen St. Elmo's no. Fire? Horrible movie. Don't know why the fuck everyone loves it. We watched it because we were like, this is a 80s classic. Awful. The writing was horrible. The acting was horrible. It was horrible. Well, I think movies in the 80s generally probably were not as good as they are now. I, but it's bad okay it really was bad and mm-hmm. i don't know why it was a thing but we watched that in like reality bites and like a lot of movies <laughs> and then that and i'm like so now retro. i think i'm still recovering i'm like mm, it's i'm tie tie
1: well that's why we have a hair of the dog yes, for you let's uh, drink uh guys, hair of the we dog. we are drinking the main squeeze yep you guessed it it's another vodka la crocktail The mm. croc. The cocktail, the crock tail, because we say it like that. But this time we added a squeeze of an orange to go with our guest and her book. And we thought it, you know, we should mix it up and say, aren't you glad it's not another vodka soda? Yeah. Except it kind of is, but like with orange in it. I know. Cheers. Cheers. Clink. Cheers me.
2: Oh, I can't. All right, guys. She is here to help us sift through the pulp and find our organic farm to non-table, non-genetically modified half orange Welcome to the show, Amy. Thank you. Yay. Such a pleasure to be here. We're just super happy to have you here. Yeah. We have
1: all the questions. Yes. Like, let's just dive right in (laughs) because we have so much to cover (laughs) that, you know, this book is, I think it resonates with us because you speak in like layman's terms. You're super relatable. You provide all those stories as examples. So like it comes from proof and we right. like proof and we also love routines and all the things. Right. So and all the
0: embarrassing, terrible, awful loser things I've done, which but w- we've done. that. you. Yeah. But, but yeah. that's so, like
2: you said, relatable, right? Yeah. And the way it's written is so like how you would talk to your girls, like just very real. It makes you feel like the advice is something you can wrap your hands around and Good. squeeze an orange with. Exactly. And <laughs>
1: turn it into OJ, mm-hmm. but not the killer.
2: No. The kind you mix with vodka. Right, exactly. Like
1: the one I'm drinking right now. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Lady. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You're so welcome. So, what is the idea behind your book, Meeting Your Half Orange?
0: So, Meeting Your Half Orange, which I feel like I should tell you what half orange means. Yeah, right? yes. please. Does that yes. help a little bit? Yes. Okay. So, half orange comes from the Spanish term mi media naranja, which translates as my half orange, but means in some Spanish-speaking cultures my sweet other half. And essentially, the other half that I ended up with is a man whose family is Argentinian. And so when I met him, they said, oh, how lovely that you've met your half orange. And I thought, oh, that's so sweet. Everyone deserves that. And I liked the idea that it's about finding your other half as not as someone to complete you, but as someone to sort of sweetly enhance your life. Like a
1: compliment to your life.
0: Compliments your life. Yeah, exactly.
1: Love that. Okay. Because, you know, a lot of people always say that like you complete me or like my other half, but then they're like
0: codependent and it's weird and it's like kind of creepy. So you
2: shouldn't (laughs) feel incomplete when looking for your half orange.
0: No. In fact, the concept behind the book is about becoming your best, most complete self. And that by doing so, you will attract exactly the right person who is meant for you. So rather than putting the focus on seeking someone, you turn it back around and you put the focus on yourself and living the life that you would want to live in your best relationship. And that alone actually brings and attracts the right partner to you.
2: Right. And it makes so much sense. So much sense. But people forget that
1: you have to work on you. And we talk about it all the time, like doing the work. And Mm -hmm. that how are you going to find somebody that is quality if you don't even like yourself or your job or whatever is going on in your life? Yeah.
2: I also just think it becomes like noise, right? Like, oh, you should work on yourself. Like, what the fuck does that even mean? Like, can you can somebody (laughs) be more specific? Okay, great. What do you (laughs) work like? And you might even have like a wrong idea of what that is. Like, okay, well, I need to like be more confident or whatever I don't know I mean like it just it feels like you need instructions and I think that this is the type of thing that helps give you specifics and examples that you can apply to your life and then go oh I should do that and even if it's not working for you try it and then do it I mean there's so many different choices so but many but mm-hmm. also so
1: we were talking before about like the secret and like when people are um you know talking sort of esoterically about like what they've done it's like well, that's a really cute it's like a filter. Yeah. Right. Or it's like an Instagram presence. Like, yes. okay, but what's the truth behind that? Are you always that happy? Right. Is your life always that glamorous? Like I feel like sometimes when people are like, manifest it, I'm like,
0: How? Right, right, or right, right. visualize what? it. Yeah. What? Right.
1: I can't visualize
2: something that's never happened. Right. How right. am I to do that? Yeah. And also the the part of there's parts of this book that talk about like the perspective before you start to manifest or visualize or like that changing the perspective is all the start. So, okay, so there's a lot of terms in this book like orange smile, what is an orange smile?
0: Okay, well the, the underlying thing about the orange smile and about all the concepts in this book that I wanna make clear is that it's not just woo woo stuff about like manifest it, just think happy. It's that when you start to think positively about all the things in your life, not just relationships, but about who you are, who you're spending time with, it actually over time through practice, it changes the neural pathways in your brain. It changes the emotional structure of your brain. And when your brain is different, it actually affects how you perceive things, how you perceive people. It changes your body language. You know, you know when you feel down and sure. out, you cross your arms and lean over. When you feel confident, your shoulders are back. You have a brighter smile. Those things are actually what are going to attract the right people to you. Right. So by thinking positive thoughts, it just starts the domino effect of what is actually going to lead to all of this. And the orange smile is one of those things. And so essentially there's a famous smile called the Dogenet smile that um, famously is, has been studied by scientists because there, there are different ways to smile. You can smile like the little grin or you can smile, you know, cute Instagram, like pouty smile, whatever it might be. <laughs> but you know that true smile that you feel from your insides that actually the reason that it affects you is that by smiling with a, in a certain way that causes these crinkles in your eyes and you can c- kind of feel in your belly, it It sends messages to your brain that you are happy. So the reason that you have the smile naturally is that you are happy. Uh So if you are happy, you naturally smile a really true smile. But the same thing is true in reverse, is that in the way that you can take, you know, what your brain is doing and translating in body language, you can change your body language and then in turn change your brain. So the smile, the orange smile is a smile that you force upon yourself for as many seconds as you can do it. You know, 10, 15 seconds, it's going to feel like you're a crazy person. But if you force yourself to smile and like a really strong smile that ideally originates like from your belly and just you know really put it on you will find yourself 15 seconds later feeling slightly crazy and also a little happier yeah because your brain it's actually thinks connected. oh you're yeah. happy so now the the you know the things going through that are zipping through your brain or changing
1: also laughing at yourself is kind of fun too yeah well
0: <laughs> exactly. exactly look in the mirror while you do
2: it right. and say, i look insane She <laughs> used to do like <laughs> mantra things in the mirror her mom used to make her do it oh When you, i mean this you is remember like remember everything <laughs> yeah well i mean it is on a <laughs> podcast to my life <laughs> yeah and so she would have to sit in front of the mirror and say like affirmations stuff this is before that shit was popular and
1: right? honestly if you asked her if she had me do this she probably doesn't even remember because she was
2: very ahead of the times and like regurgitated things out loud to me and i was but like, like i'm not
1: ready for all of this it's kind of like that <laughs> it but was so less, little
2: it's less like I mean it's just a smile so it's like and you're she would have me
1: sit there and tell myself I was beautiful because I had low like self-esteem because I went to private school so those girls were bitches <laughs> and I I mean had that's a anywhere complex. Yeah. yeah well I was I don't know little in Miami so and you're stronger for it today oh my god yeah. now I'm obnoxious but see how <laughs> it like
2: changed your like it worked though yeah. oh yeah right yeah. oh no
1: now I'm insane and I think I'm just amazing <laughs> which you should right I mean I don't always let's be honest and your book helped me a
2: lot with that stuff <laughs> no I was
1: like damn I didn't realize I was talking to myself that way I, Shit. I think
2: you can always work on changing your perspective it's like I'm super super organized like neurotically organized and if a while goes by organized and then I open up a drawer like I don't know I get a new thing and so I got to put this thing somewhere and mm-hmm. I'm like how what is how did I keep this like the organization <laughs> is like it's like I'm looking at it through new eyes. I'm like, this doesn't even make sense anymore. Like, why would I keep this? This shouldn't go here. And like everything (laughs) shifts. And Mm -hmm. then, but it's like doing that. Like you think you're really organized. You think you're really awesome. And then something new comes in and like, it makes you practice it even harder. You're like, oh wait, this
0: is, I can actually keep growing and learning. Like, I mean, the Marie Kondo, concept is all about shifting your perspective of how you look at your belongings right and once you shift how you look at them you are able to handle them in a different way totally and hand them forward or pass them on or yeah totally keep yeah. them with joy
1: okay back to the terms yes now we know we have to stare at ourselves or just smile like crazy person and then we'll feel happy it's true i tried it i'm i'm gonna start oh, yeah. doing it well i actually do it in photos and mm. so i was doing it all through tulum and my <laughs> girlfriend who i was with is like She's just like, you're so annoying with these photos. And I'm like, take the photo of me laughing as though it's candid right now. Actually, yeah. like
2: you're least expecting exactly. it. I'm yeah. like, look
1: at me. I'm over here having the best time laughing at you being so funny. So take the photo. Yeah. And I look like I'm having the best time ever in my I photos. Bet, right? She's like, oh right. man, it, it works actually. Now I'm going to do it. I'm like, see? Yeah. yeah. And I've also like said, you mean it.
0: If, yes, yes. And if you are taking photos for your dating sites or something, um, one of the best things to do is to look into the camera as if you're looking at your other half. You know, really look into whether it's a selfie or a friend's taking it if you can look into it and smile like I'm looking at my future partner it really changes what the picture looks like I rather bet. than oh do I is my chin out is my <laughs> neck you become a different person in the photo you'll be surprised you're concentrating you on something way deeper
2: than yes and it probably makes you so much more expressive than the I'm uncomfortable the way yes. my body looks or the way my face looks right yes you're
1: it's actually like when we all live in LA it's like when you take a headshot and you have yes. to show you feelings behind right. your eyes and you're not just a pretty face right. like what do you emoting.
2: Yes. Yeah. But they try to the photographer, a good photographer could get that out of you, but it is a good note to take too, because even like you could take it to just walking on the street. If you make eye contact with someone, maybe you don't need to look at them like that intensely, but like maybe try the smile with them or like, you know, it just Try it out in the public. And oh, I tried contact. yesterday in the airport, and then I
1: got really nervous because I was like, wait, I'm in an airport. These people might think I'm insane. Let <laughs> me go
2: through customs first.
1: like, yeah. Let me not get flagged. But I was, like, yeah. smiling at a couple cute guys. I love it. But then I was like, hold on. I could also just go on Bumble and see if they're in my proximity. I'll match with them there and not look like a lunatic out loud. But I think that's where no. I am sort of suffering from the whole in real life scenario yeah. where people lose the connection because we know we can resort to our apps. Mm. Right. And I can save face in customs and not be like,
2: yeah, but if you have your bag, (laughs) but if you have the pictures on your app that are like the orange smile, then that helps. Someone actually wrote me yesterday
1: and said, I love your profile. It has so much light or sunlight or something like that. I was like,
0: thanks. Yeah. And this, this This really really matters. I mean, this, this. The orange smile and the orange sort of energy that you're putting out in the world—it makes such a difference. When I first started doing this, when I was, you know, hopelessly single and over it and getting more depressed about it, and I decided to become what I now call a dating optimist and shift my perspective and change my whole life, I had men that I was working with say to me, "Did you cut your hair? Did you lose weight?" I had not cut my hair. I had not lost weight. I just emoted a different personality. I was brighter and happier and everyone thought I had changed something physically yeah. when I had purely just changed how I wow. felt. That's yeah, pretty for real. It was shocking to me. I thought, oh my gosh, it's working.
2: Yeah, it. Ha- I mean, that's like proof is in the pudding right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh God, okay. so I love it. Because you really like- don't
1: have to change all that much about your
2: appearance. People are like, I got to work exactly. out or I got to pluck my eyebrows. Yeah. So wait, then that would it. be orange buzz, this energy? Or what is orange buzz? Yeah,
0: so the orange buzz is another thing that you can do on purpose. Because my favorite thing to do in life is actionable things that yes. you can do on purpose. Us too. And so the orange buzz is essentially... Um, kind of like you want to be smiling from your insides. So picture your belly, picture your gut, and picture it smiling. So picture trying to make your stomach smile, your kidneys smile, your lungs smile. And you concentrate on that from the inside. And you think about, you do what I essentially call a love visualization throughout it, of um, which is a larger concept, which is all about, you know, Go to places where that you love and go to places where you are loved and remind yourself what that feels like because this is what you want to feel when you're in a your relationship. And so the, that feeling that you have when you're in places that you love and are loved is kind of what you're going for in your gut. And so if you can sit there and try to smile from your insides and think about how happy you are, how happy you're going to be in this great relationship, close your eyes. I usually close my eyes when I do it. And you smile inside until you kind of feel yourself buzzing a little bit and it takes practice and the first time it might take two minutes the first time it might not happen at all you know but you keep trying and eventually it gets to the point that I can do this myself in 15 seconds 30 seconds I can get myself buzzing and then I feel like okay it's on it's happening because I do this all the time now I have a partner I have a husband but I do this for work. I do this if yeah. I have meetings. I do this, you know, yeah. If I'm it's going not to just relationship people. stuff. It's right. like
2: any per other personal connection, or just for you. But yeah, yeah that's a great exactly okay, get yourself buzzing. I yeah, like you get that. yourself
0: buzzing because that buzz is what's going to change your body language, change your energy, make you seem and look lighter and brighter, and that's what makes people go, "Hey, what's that girl got going on? I want, I want a piece of that." And that's what makes them drawn to you, and that's what you're looking for. Ugh, too bad you can't just bottle that up and sell it. It's I called know. alcohol. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> and books and read and stuff yeah. and podcasts. You can listen to it.
1: So you can bottle it up from there. I'm just um, kidding.
2: No, but it actually is like a, a more natural way of like if you've got like a couple of glasses of wine or something and it makes mm-hmm. you feel like that buzzed germ. It's like that you can make warm and fuzzy. You can make yourself feel that way yes. if you just concentrate yes. and know what you can do to get yourself I mean it's probably different for everybody, whatever you tell yourself or whatever it, exactly, you're drawing yeah. from.
0: But and this really all does, I will say, it does take practice to do some of this stuff. I happen to be someone who I think was born a little bit more hardwired for optimism. I was trained by my parents who were always looking on the bright side of things. But with you know the work I've been doing in this and talking to people about it, I've heard so many stories of people saying, "I didn't used to do this. I started doing it and the more I did it, the better I got at it and now I do it all the time." So, it does take some practice to, you know, get the smile going, get the buzz going, get your perspective shifting to the bright side. But with practice, it happens faster and faster, and you get Just better like at anything. it. Just right. like anything. Just like anything. So yeah. how does
1: the orange breath play into all of this?
0: The orange breath.
1: Because, like, I know that I, when I read about the orange breath, I was, like, t- like inhaling. Like, deep inhale. And I was, like, releasing it. And then I, like, would feel lighter. Whatever, like, my negative thought. I mean, I'd So it's really like had. a breathing exercise. Yeah. Like, I mean, I guess for me, it was, like, resetting. Yes. Yes. Like, you know how they say like in with the good and out with the bad? It's like in yoga
2: when you're like, okay, inhale what you want and exhale all the bad shit right. or whatever. Yes. Right? you releasing the but toxins. But like if you're visualizing it as you're doing it, that's helpful. Just like if you visualize your gut smiling or whatever, it's like connecting all of the different senses together at once. Well, and I it think. would like
1: slow me down. And I didn't know if I was doing it right, but whatever I was doing was helping me. Yes. So I would like read four pages and then I would do it. Or I would like take in a moment and like think about I was okay so I was having a hard time between thinking about my person in the future and like inhaling and like orange buzzing about my person right. being on this trip with me and also appreciating the fact that I was actually with a friend and I was like she's great too right. but like and then you forgot to exhale so it's like a right. lot going on well and I'm really good <laughs> at holding my breath so I yeah. was like what I got lost in all these steps in my thoughts but ultimately I started to like actually like release and I would feel happier Mm. And lighter, I guess, and more positive about the future, and that I could go back to Tulum with my person one Mm -hmm. day, or I don't know. I think I was just happy, so I was like, "This is." And I've been single for a long time. Lauren is in a wonderful relationship and engaged, but
2: I was single for a really long time. Yeah, so
1: she relates to all of this. But I like forget how to feel in love, and I like Mm -hmm. also wasn't in a great relationship the last one, so Mm -hmm. like I don't remember what it's like to feel in love, right? So I would like sort of resort to like what I think it should feel like or all the Hallmark movies I watch regularly.
2: (laughs) But you can... Which I also love. You can, I think, figure out like, even if you don't have the last relationship to draw directly from, you know what like a good, positive, loving feeling feels Mm -hmm. like because you give it to other people. So you know what it would feel like to probably receive it. I, I mean, I know it's different, but it's not... Maybe it's not really, though. Like, once it happens, you'll be like, this feels like just like how much I love my dog or how much I love my friends or how this relaxed feeling of, like, Rebecca and I just sitting in this hammock in Tulum is, like, the relaxed feeling it feels like to feel safe in a relationship. Yeah, mean, Because you feel safe with your friends. It's the same thing. Exactly. I I mean, I think it feels the same in my relationship. Clearly, there's, like, a romance level and things like that. But, like, I share a lot of good times with my girlfriends that I do with my fiancé. Like, Mm -hmm. it feels... Very similar in ways.
1: And probably like stress-free or like yes. euphoric in its own way. And so, okay, we have to also go back to the love visuali- mm. visualization thing because I think all of this is part of it. But for me, I'm so not a visual person. Mm-hmm. I have the hardest time visualizing things. My mom, since I was little, was like, visualize, you got the role or you got the job. And you're or, like, what? <laughs> I'm like, I, how do I see the thing if it's not my thing? I don't know. I'll just think about it. I'll think about it. I'm a thinking person. Yeah. I'll think about it. But like, how do you visualize if you're shitty at visualizing? Like,
0: how does love visualization work? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the point you just made, by the way, about being into Loom, I did this myself. I... Went to one of my happiest places, which happens to be in Montauk, where I just was two weeks ago. And there's a beach called Ditch Plains Beach. It's so beautiful. And it's one of those places where my breath is relaxed. My body's relaxed. I feel like my best self when I'm there. Like, the worries of the world go away. I feel like anything's possible. And so I thought to myself, the feeling that I have when I'm on this beach is the feeling that I want to have when I'm in a relationship. And so like you were saying, uh, Lauren, it's like you want to practice the feelings that you want to have in a relationship in your current single life. So surround Mm -hmm. yourself with friends who love you and who you love that feeling that you have inside. That's your visualization. I want to feel like I feel when I'm with my friends, the beach that you were on in Tulum or that I was on in Montauk, that feeling, I want to feel like that. So an easy start for people that have trouble visualizing off top of their heads is to go to the places where you feel. Great. Visualize the place. Yeah, be in no, the be place. It. Yeah, be in it. Yeah, you know you don't have to imagine it. Oh, go. It. Be oh, in oh it. I understand. Go to saying. the yeah. place. You so know? then you'll know. So then you'll know. And right. so you look around and think, oh, I can't wait till I come to this coffee shop on this bench on a Sunday morning that makes me feel so just at peace in the world and like anything's possible. And like pay I'm attention be sitting here with my partner. So pay part.
2: attention to what your body is feeling too, exactly. right? Like, oh, I feel relaxed or Mm -hmm. I feel light or whatever words
1: I want to feel relaxed all the time like all the time yeah Yeah.
0: and that's what in the right relationship as you were just saying with your partner you do feel relaxed I mean the thing that I would always say I was going for was kind of the foot up on the coffee table feeling in my relationship Mm -hmm. like wow I feel secure and safe and good and so the concept behind love visualization is to put yourself in those situations as much as possible. And when you're not in those situations, to visualize those situations or different ones you know that even if you're in your comfy bed on a Saturday morning sleeping in like oh at some point I'm going to be in this comfy bed and my partner's going to be next to me and it's going to be so great you know that's visualizing it but you're in the place so mm. it's kind of it's baby visual- visualization I think I can way. handle that no that yeah. makes sense though and it's like maybe even could be more
2: powerful you're calling it baby visualization but like if you're in the place then right. that it's like tapping into that sense even more yes exactly like physical. exactly
0: you're just sort of imagining your partner there with you so that energy. Energy you kind of have to imagine. But yeah. if you're there, you're it's, most of the way there already. I think so. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, so, so one of the other things you said is to like go where you're loved. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But what if you're loved by like your married girlfriends or engaged girlfriends who like want you to come to their house and there's no
2: single men in their house? That's okay. Well, i yeah, I mean, I think, well... Th- uh, this, How are you to meet someone? <laughs> well, because you're not going to meet somebody. You're going to cel- be where you're celebrated, not tolerated. That's what oh. we always say. Oh. So Perfect. it's not like yes. I'm going because this person might be here. I'm going because this is the feeling that makes me feel good and light. And that is isn't resonating to other people later when maybe you're at a bar exactly. or wherever you're doing.
0: Because when I was single, desperately single, everything I did was... Under the guise, really, of meeting a guy,
2: which right. is hard to—I mean, it's really hard to avoid that, though. I mean, I guess everything is like extreme, but like it's hard to like never be like I want to meet the person, right? Or well,
1: that everything's an opportunity that you might, so you're always at least expecting it, and right, you're, right? 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 Like, I heard you talking to, about that last night. Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: hilarious. Yes, and I've—I've I've played that game with myself. It's a ridiculous game. How do you? Like, how do you turn it yeah. off? The—the—the the, the feeling that I believe in, and the concept behind meeting your half oranges, you announce to yourself, to your friends, I'm ready for a relationship. I'm on it. It's happening. I'm doing this. I can't wait. And then you live your life. And so you are no longer going to a party because you'll meet someone. You're going to a party because it sounds like a fun party. And maybe you'll meet some interesting people and maybe you won't. And maybe something funny will happen and maybe it won't. But all the things you do are things that make you better. And make Mm. you happier. And if you meet a guy in the process, great. But you might go to the party and then you come out and you're on the sidewalk later on the way home. And then there's the guy who happens Mm -hmm. to be walking his dog and he's your neighbor. And oh, how funny. I wouldn't have met you if I didn't go to the party. Mm -hmm. But by taking away the goal to always be looking, your focus is not looking anymore. Your focus is on yourself and how you're feeling at all times.
1: So how does a dating app play into that? Because you're obviously on there for looking.
0: Right, right. Well, the dating app, you're on there because it's also exciting and adventurous, right? You're, you are hoping to meet somebody. Um, the thing, okay, so here's what I would say about what you're looking for, because this is another huge concept of the book, probably the biggest concept of the book, which is the big love list. I don't know if this is on your list of what to talk about, but essentially to me, it's the number one okay. shift of how to meet your half orange. Okay. The love list that we are used to making is coming up with, you know, oh, come up with a list of what you want in a guy and list everything you want and then you'll get it, you know. And, of course, I do believe in being picky, picky, picky. I think it's on page one of the book. I'm all about being picky. Go for everything you want. So, yeah, make a big old list. But the list is not about what you want in a guy. The list is about how you want to feel in a relationship, Mm -hmm. which is very different. It's sort of a subtle shift, but an enormous when shift when you're writing it out it's
2: very different
0: it's very different well
2: it's also about
1: you versus them
0: exactly exactly yeah. and it opens up the world in a way that seems imp- like before i made that new list i would walk into a party and i'd be looking for the list of what i wanted in a guy so like scanning and the, height, yes you're scanning hair color yeah yeah checking off the list. Wardrobe. Yeah. Yeah. But when you shift it, so lo- I'll give you an example. So most people will say like, oh, I'm looking for like a hot guy. I tend to like tall guys. Let's say tall brunettes tend to be my type. Same. So I'm looking for that. Well, the new list, instead of saying what you want in a guy, is that you want to be attracted to your partner. I'm looking for a relationship in which I feel attracted to my partner. Maybe for the most part, the people you're attracted to are tall brunettes. That's totally fine. But it doesn't mean that a slightly shorter, stockier redhead guy might not... Sweep you off your feet my, Impress yeah. you
2: Happened to me I mean My guy is not
0: A stocky like redhead wait. It's just that Can I dated
2: guys A variety of guys But so, We were just talking About this too I didn't have A necessary type But there was um, Like a handful Of African American Tall like African American Guys My guy is like Irish and middle-heighted, right? And I'm like, but I do have. I've just thought about this on my list. That is mostly like what I'm looking for in a guy. There yeah. is on my list. I want to be really attracted uh-huh. to. So funny, I didn't do that on purpose, but yeah. I did want that. Like, and yeah. then,
0: but that's he, important, by the way. Yeah, that's very important. Oh my God, there's no way. You know, no it's going to carry you through. Attraction yes. is a big deal. Yeah. yeah, so I'm not, I'm not yeah. underlaying it. But when people say, he doesn't have to be hot. He doesn't have to be this. They are saying that they're asking you to lower their, your standards, yeah. and I'm saying don't lower your standards, shift what you're looking for. What's another one? So we're all attracted to different things. And, so. and, or
2: at different times too. Like some, or and, and attraction grows and goes away. Mm-hmm. Like if there's a super hot guy and he's a dick, then you're like, I don't, you're not that hot anymore or vice versa. So right. like that can all be subjective to what's going on. To label it as you have to be tall and this color hair mm-hmm. to equal attraction is like, close-minded because it's not what it's always going to look like i mean we've all been attracted to people that were like what in the fuck was that yes right
1: yes i mean all the time (laughs) i'm still confused about my ex-boyfriend i'm like what
2: i know right but like you felt
1: very attracted to him i'm sure yeah he grew on me and then i was like why did i let you grow on me right right but you did what's
2: another one that would be like okay i I like a tall dark and handsome but i i want to be attracted to it what's another like
0: shift So another shift might be the thing where you say you're looking for a guy who is smart or a guy who is funny. When in reality, you're looking for a relationship in which you feel intellectually challenged or emotionally inspired. Yeah, yeah. You're in a relationship that that you are laughing. Yeah,
2: okay. So...
0: it's a subtle shift, but the idea is that maybe the guy isn't technically book smart. Oh my gosh, he didn't graduate high school or college or whatever it is, or he doesn't have a a job that on paper yeah. reads as smart. But when you talk to him, oh my gosh, doesn't he, you know, isn't he sharp? Doesn't he keep your brain going? Isn't he quick That's on his feet? That's funny because
2: you might be quick to say like, oh, he doesn't have this type of job or he's not a this or that. Like, so I'm not gonna, uh, he doesn't seem smart. Right. Like you kind of, Especially on like a dating well, it's labeling app. yeah, it's, it's hard labeling, because people yeah. uh, like put their
1: education or their job or mm-hmm. whatever it is, and you're already deciding they're this thing because they labeled themselves that, right. and it, you you could swipe left on somebody because they don't have the job that you want, right? But Maybe in person they say something and they're like super career oriented and ambitious and yes, like exactly. have their hands in all these other things, and you have no idea, so yeah. it's really hard we, to suss this out on a dating app where you're presented with only so much information so much
2: information. But and and it's like little bullet points sometimes where you're just like, Oh. Okay, well, if I'm going to if you're going to list it like that, then I'm just going to read it like that right. and then it's just becomes a list of things that you're right. like, okay, if I'm supposed to be picking from this thing then goodbye. Right. But do right. you think it would be helpful then, and maybe this is wrong, but if you're filling out your dating app profile to like obviously you wouldn't put your love list on there, but could you phrase it instead of like I m- maybe in conjunction with I am all these things and I want to feel all these things in a relationship, not all, but maybe a couple of like good ones like I mean, I guess that would be like I want someone to make me laugh, which sounds pretty generic. But and also, like, what right. if
1: then they tell you jokes and I hate jokes? Right, oh, right, right, right. No well,
0: that's things, the other thing. You know, yeah. I'm looking for someone with a sense of humor. No, yeah. you're not. I've dated yeah. comedians who are just <sighs> not funny in real life. You know, right. it's, sometimes it's, so depressed. Yeah, you're <sighs> looking for the connection. It's a, it's a tough call. I mean, when it comes to what you're putting on your dating profile, obviously, my vote is for the most authentic and the most you thing you can do. So if you have funny quirks or funny food you like, or shows that you are obsessed with, whatever I say, it all goes on there. I say it's that's cute as authentic as it gets. And the right guy will go, Oh my gosh, this is my girl, you know? Um, and, and to me, when you're looking at other people and their lists, of course, the lists are there, their jobs are there, you know, how old they are is there. Um, to me, maybe the thing to connect with the most would be the photos But in the sense of how do you feel when you look at them? Yeah. Because we've all seen the picture of a guy who is technically hot, (sighs) but when you look at the photo, it's it's maybe a little try hard or a little vapid. And if you're feeling that, that's probably giving you an indication of perhaps what you might be getting in person. I mean, again, it's tough because it's hard to me, the the greatest uh, way to measure by m- after you make this big love list, is to meet the person in person right. and see how you yeah. feel when you're with them. So what all comes swipe, to in person.
1: When I swipe and see some guys' profiles, well, most of them because I really just find them to be horrid and they have no concept of how to make this work. Um Is do they think if they put that there, that's how they represent themselves? Mm-hmm. So they think that that's good. If right. they think that's good, I cannot date them because <laughs> I have no idea why they would right. ever put that in the public eye. Right? Yeah, that's not. And so they write in their profile. My grandparents met on this app. No, they didn't, because mathematically these were not around then. Like, why do
2: they even say that?
1: I don't know. And they all—it's like they got a memo of what to put in their profile, and they all did it, and they all huh. put a picture with them and a tiger. Right. And they
2: never—I on the dating apps so I never saw one of those things. I, the one thing I remember, which I would have thought was annoying if I did, that one guy wrote, which was I think just him being authentically him. He—I don't even—I reme- I remember, I still I remember it. Too. it was years ago, and I swiped left on him because he made me or right because which is good yes because he made me laugh and I was like he's all right attractive but he said I used to read word up magazine which is like the opening line to a very famous biggie rap song and I was like I, this is fucking great. Right. Yes. Right. You're probably going to right. Gonna right. make right. me laugh. Right. You're interesting, and creative. Like that said so many things about you. I'm going to, because if I, maybe I don't look at this picture and think all the things, but like maybe in person you're awesome.
1: Right. Right. You have enough wherewithal to put something clever there. Right. And you will appeal to the people. And I think so, that's
2: like all it said too. It was funny.
1: A friend of mine um, was, he has a great profile, but we made it even better the other day because we were talking about how he's not that into astrology and it's not that he doesn't like it or believe in it he's just not into it he doesn't really care but if I was like well if somebody was into it would you date them and like learn more about it he's like of course but I'm not going to sit on my own free time and go learn about it so we added to his profile oh my god it, it says I don't date when Mercury is in Gatorade or if you're a Capri Sun
2: Oh, Aww. my God. Because <laughs> then it, like, says that he's, oh, he doesn't know about it, yes. but he's making a joke right. enough to be open so about it. And so
1: now when he gets matches, he'll show me what people say to him because it's on Bumble and they have to reach out first. Mm-hmm. Some girls react so funny. Like, they say something so funny to it. It's a great opening line that they've now, like, reacted to. Or there are girls that will be like, um, well, I think that I can't date you because you obviously don't like astrology and my my And he's like, Filter. Now we know. Yeah. You have no sense Thank of humor. Thank you right. for You take yourself that. too seriously right. yes. and you're negative. And how am I supposed to date you? Right.
2: So it like is his filtering. Oh, mm-hmm. Maybe that is something like, yeah, maybe if you're open-minded about something or slightly interested in something that you don't know a lot about and you're like, I can learn maybe about hiking more. And then maybe you make a joke about going to Runyon Canyon or not or whatever. Like that could be a good little button.
1: Like I don't want to be outdoorsy, but if you want to serve me wine... Al fresco, can we call it outdoorsy there right. we go i think right. that's cute right. right right adorable like i'm not hiking a mountain in timberlands but <sighs> i'll sit on your sailboat
2: outdoorsy right yeah check <laughs> i'm into it i would Same. do that too um and we also really love like routines and um, you know, putting energy out into the universe and doing those kind of things. And obviously perspective of even before you get on a dating app is like somewhere you should probably try and shift before you start swiping and things like that. But what and there's all these little tricks and trades and things. So can you explain how the water on the
0: nightstand trick works? So the water on the nightstand trick is essentially a, a peg to focusing on positive things And the same way the orange breath is something that you're sort of inhaling the life you want and exhaling what you don't need, the water on the nightstand is an opportunity for you to focus on all the right things right before you go to sleep so that your brain, which we know is working and processing all night long while you're sleeping, let it work for you. I would I would do and I recommend now apparently some people have told me that they the water in the night stand trick if they drink water before bed they have yeah, to pee. Right, me. But I want to do it. But I I already pee in the middle of the night. So yeah, I, I usually it do. Is it is a too. forewarning. Yeah. You will have to pee in the middle of the night if you drink water before you go <laughs> to you you can sleep. <laughs> you <laughs> knew this but What if it's I'm a small you. glass? Like, a <laughs> yeah,
2: small glass. Never hydration is never a bad thing. Right. Right, right exactly. Also that.
0: So the idea is that you have a love visualization of the relationship that you want and that you're going to be in one and that you can't wait to be in love and you come up with your own kind of orange buzz or or mantra of what you're looking for you know I can't wait to find my other half you know and I'm going to be curling up in bed with him or her here and you drink that glass of water or half a glass of water before you go to sleep thinking about the partner that you're going to have and you can't wait And then you go to sleep. And then when you wake up, you drink the other half of the water and you start your day with the same thing. I can't wait (sighs) to meet my other half. And it's going to feel so great to wake up with him or her. And then you start your day. So you've ended your day and you begin your day with this one pegged Thought, And that's sort of the key behind all this. You've announced that you want a relationship. You've made your big love list of what you're looking for. And then you're going to live your happy life and let your partner find you. But in the meantime, you're going to keep coming back to a couple of routine things like the breathing and the smiling. And the drinking water to just remind the universe, remind yourself, this is what I'm focused on. This is what I'm getting.
2: Yeah, the constant maintenance is very important. Yeah. But is it ever it's like... tiny maintenance. I yeah. I mean, that's not a lot of
0: work. Oh, no, no. Is it yeah. ever
1: doing too much? Like, are you ever like sort of like too obsessed with finding someone, finding your other half? Or like, kind of like set it and forget it. Like, should, like, should it only when is be enough limited? Enough? Yeah, when is enough enough? Like, should it be limited to like the breath, the water... Like, do you pick and choose some of the activities? Do you do them all? Because, like, I'm ready to do every single thing. Yeah,
0: I don't think there's anything is too much. But I, I like
1: expediting things. Right. So I'm like, how it's if right. I do everything, right? will I wake up in four months by the time of my <laughs> 35th birthday with the boyfriend who's taking me to Italy? Are we going to Italy? Am I going to Italy I'll go to Hawaii. Do you want to go to Italy? Oh, or Hawaii. Probably Hawaii. Okay.
0: You're going to Italy. You're going to Hawaii. Whatever Italy you want. Whatever you want Hawaii. To happen, Start you visualizing yourself Hawaii. Visualizing in yourself. Hawaii.
1: Make it Hawaii. Or Napa. Whatever. I'll decide later. But yeah. I'm going. The
0: the thing is, you cannot decide how quickly it's going to happen, right? Why? But in terms of can you do too much, I think there is a point at which you know, kind of the people who get obsessed with a diet that all they're doing is thinking about food all day long. Oh God, I'm hungry. Oh, I want to eat that. Oh, I can't eat that. You know, it takes over your day yeah. and suddenly you're miserable. So you have to judge within yourself. Do I feel good about myself or do I feel miserable? I mean, you are constantly the judge of your own self. And the the way I kind of set it up in the book is a little bit more like set it and forget it, but just tiny dabbles of reminders through the day of, what you're going for. So it's totally up to you how much you want to do. If you want to smile for 15 seconds or two minutes, you know, whether you want to buzz once a day, three times a day, you know, once a week, it's totally up to you. But the the goal is just to make sure that the energy you have inside you is like, dang, I'm bringing this relationship. It's coming. And if the minute you feel like you're doing it too much, then you'll then know it not much. to you'll do. Yeah, exactly. You'll feel it like, oh God, I feel like I'm becoming obsessed again. Like the goal is to, to actually forget about looking for a relationship in yes. a strange way it's yes like you're focused on i'm gonna find it i can't wait to find it and now my little exercise is done and now oh someone invited me to a party i'm gonna go yeah i'm not even gonna ask who's gonna be there because i trust in the universe and i trust in how it's meant to work out i
1: said yes to something this weekend what oh. um i'm going to some free wine event downtown which i never go to downtown because that's far um and I knew nothing about the event other than a girlfriend asked me to go. And I was like, well, I am optimistic. I am going to have fun drinking wine regardless. Hell, I yeah. love my Downtown's fun. And I have a ride because she's taking me there. And whatever. I, what else was I going to do that day? That sounds like a great time. I'd be totally Also, maybe angry. my husband's there. Right. But also, maybe he's not. <laughs> right. It's fine. I'm still going to have a good time. And I right. love it.
0: Right. You're there, yeah. your goal, when you're going to this, and what I always recommend, too, is before you go on, let's say, a date, or before you go to a party, that's when you do put the smile on, you know, practice that
1: orange oh, smile, smile. Yeah.
0: get it going, so the energy is buzzing, like, okay, I'm here to have a good time, that is my goal, and you're there to bond with your friend, you're there to enhance your relationship, you're there to war- learn a little about wine, Whatever else is at the event, maybe you're there to meet an interesting person, learn about a fun new restaurant, hear about someone's vacation that you want to go on. You're there to gain things for your life. Yeah. And if it happens to be a guy, great. Great. But you're there to experience and gain. And better yourself. Yeah.
1: And I feel like going back to the like the smile and the breathing and all that, like those things can be applied to other things. Like if you're going on a job interview or you are you have any sort of anxiety about anything. Mm-hmm. Or you get in a fight with let's say you're in a relationship, like you're in a relationship, Lauren, like sometimes like you have to keep going. You can't just be in a fight and then like your relationship stops and you separate, you live together. So like would you maybe do this and like shift your energy and then resume your day? If you've had a fight, I don't know. Like, yeah, how does it apply to other situations?
2: Yeah, I mean, I've tried to do that, actually, because I tend to find myself like and I know you like ruminating and being mad. And I'm just not that girl that's like, okay, can wake up the next day and be like that. If it's not resolved to me, I'm like bothered by it still. Right, right. And then I'm almost more bothered by the fact that you're not bothered by it. Cause then I'm like, right? well, is, do you think this is fucking done? Like there's, hello, we did not come to a resolution here. <laughs> right, 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 So like I have- Women t-
0: especially need closure.
2: Yeah, I do. <laughs> and so yeah. I have learned to just like, kind of be a little bit better at letting things go and sort of just like, sometimes I like, uh, the other day he did something that bugged me and I fucking saged the whole house in front of him and his daughter. And he, I'm like, you go ahead and ask me why I'm doing this. <laughs> and I just like went around, they were watching a movie and it like saged really hard over them. And I was like, <laughs> and then I like felt better. Cause I was like, almost like I was making myself smile. Yes, yes, And like, I was like just clearing the energy. I was like, I don't care. I need to do something because yeah. it, like I'm annoyed right now and it's not that big of a deal, but like yeah. it kind of w- reminded me of like that, what you're saying to like kind of shift your perspective. I'm like, maybe, maybe smile. And like till, and I did that a little, I think I kind of just like pretended I was a little happier than I was. And then it like went away. Right. I was like, goodbye. It's fine.
1: I feel like sage could possibly be like a, like a placebo effect. Like what the hell are we putting
2: in our house? Well, some weird air. I mean, I dust. did think I'm like, am I? But is it this smells okay? good? It, no, it smells so smells, good. Well, and I liked doing it, and it was making me like buzz and smile and it's do like that sort of act. Like yeah. you're like yeah. thinking that you're yep. clearing the air, and you might just be putting dirt in your
1: might air. Be. But you're clearing it in your head because the mm-hmm. act of saging, yeah, means that now it's this all is better.
0: Yeah. It's like everything's connected. Because as we know, yeah, you go clutter free, and suddenly yeah. you walk outside of your house and you feel lighter as a yeah, person totally. because you have less junk inside your house. Yeah, totally. That's. That's emotional magic.
2: What is. Love magic. I love magic. What oh. is the wrong key effect and how can we change it? The
0: wrong key. Do we remember that? I don't remember that.
2: What's um, the
1: wrong key? Okay. Hold on. I yeah. remember it's. Oh. It's pr- you have to d- keep trying different keys.
2: Like in the door. Yeah. Because. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like it. Not every. Like, I was
2: thinking musically. I, was like, oh. I don't remember
1: writing about the <laughs> there wrong key. There's so many good ideas <laughs> in here. There's, There's no way It's so like we're
2: quizzing you right great, now.
1: Great. Yeah. Um well the wrong key effect i think it was that you have to just keep trying different keys just like if you find like in titanic
2: when they were drowning and they had to get that door open jack had all the keys and he kept trying all the keys all the keys and he finally opened the door right thank god because they would have i mean listen she he died anyway but not there
1: it's very strange that he died speaking of men and women i mean listen that whole thing
2: is still pisses me off because i was a huge leonardo DiCaprio fan like borderline obsessed and I was really upset when he died and I'm like but he could be on that door with you everyone talks right like about the, that, what is that door can't hold two bodies never let go Jack will never let go and then she literally let go
0: I'm right like, what are it you doing my heart anyway but so, the
1: point is now so in but for the
0: record, my thinking on that is that I think if he had gotten on the door, the door would have been heavier and weighed yeah, down and the maybe. water would have the or cold it water would have covered faster. Yeah, maybe.
1: Okay, so just like a bad so relationship. Maybe he didn't fit on the don't door. Don't keep it
0: It just wasn't. Exactly. <laughs> don't and don't tell that work. story. But try all of the keys. Right. Yes. Because, because
1: there's a different one in that. Janitor keychain of yours, and yes. it'll get you there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, d- different approach. Basically, yeah. it's trying different different approach,
0: yes. and it all goes back to you now. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting right. different results. Totally. It's it's essentially the way I suggest is to you know try different things always. So if you have a path that you walk to work, walk the other block. Yeah. One day, if you have a jogging path, jog the other path. If you uh, you know, have a have a go to takeout place. Try the other takeout place. You know, just mixing things up because mm-hmm. when you're in a routine that makes you feel stale and nothing's going to change. It's like, well, hang on. Look at what you're doing. You kind of have a schedule that mm. you've been fitting into, and nothing is changing. So what if you mixed it up? Yeah. Try a different key. Try Even a different street. Even if it's street. little,
2: it, seem, it seems very, you know, unobtrusive, but, like, it could make a whole different butterfly effect.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
2: Exactly. And don't
0: you feel better just in general when you do something different? Just when you when you go to an event that you haven't been to before and it's in a building that you actually haven't been to before and i've heard of this restaurant but i've never been inside and oh my gosh this is so cool and it just to me every new thing you do it just opens your world that much more it's a reminder that there's so much more out there than you have been seeing yeah you know there are doors and restaurants and windows and streets that you haven't been on yeah so the more you do it the more you're reminding yourself like god this is a big world Expand your horizons. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, and who you have could more be things
1: there. to write about yourself in your dating profile. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Now, since if we're changing our approach to dating, optimism, and all of that, should we be doing anything to change ourselves? Like, if we're not good enough at something, or if we, you know, feel like we should be skinnier, or, like, what else do we have to do? Or is it just the approach and the p- optimism?
0: It is whatever you want to do that makes you feel better so if you feel like you're carrying some extra weight and it's not making you feel good about yourself then yeah do the thing that makes you feel better which is actually if you eat a better uh, diet you know if you have eat better food and whole foods and you add a little workout workout, it's actually great yeah yeah it's great absolutely a thousand percent what makes you feel good do that but like what if somebody
1: now thinks about like why they're single and they're like mm -hmm. well it's obviously because i'm not as skinny as the next girl or because I'm too short or because I don't speak five languages or like you could go down a rabbit hole of like where you're not enough right so would that be just like you go to therapy and like figure it out (laughs) in your brain like get it together well
0: actually yes first of all because we all you know when you're telling yourself those things that it's not good for you so when you think I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy enough, I don't deserve this. Like you hear yourself and you go, I know I shouldn't be saying these things. These are terrible things to say. So, you know, one of those the things to look at always is what would you tell a friend? If yeah. a friend was saying these things to you, what would you say to her? You'd smack her upside the head and say, "My god, you're beautiful and you're awesome and you're funny." And the truth is, yeah, let's say you're carrying some extra weight and you wish you were a little, you know, a little lighter, or a little more toned, whatever it might be. The truth is that your true half orange is going to love you either way. Mm -hmm. They're going to love you this way. They're going to love you a little more toned. You know, they're going to smack you on the butt, whichever way you're looking. So whatever way you become the person that puts out the energy that your half orange is like, oh, hey, there she is. Just saw her. She just passed me on the street. That's the person you want to be. So talking to yourself in a better way which I think you were just referring to realizing the things that you were saying either mm-hmm. out loud or about yourself and your internal mind it is such a huge element to dating optimism essentially or all kinds of optimism the language that we use mm-hmm. and it's so easy to go to the terms that kind of are self-deprecating or funny or you know you want to let people know that you're feeling down like Ugh, dating sucks like nobody loves me i'm never gonna find someone ha 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 you know we turn to it for humor and there's also truth behind it but by saying those things i mean think of your body language when you're saying that yeah. when you're saying oh i'm never gonna be nitty anybody what do you look like so imagine your love your potential love is across the room looking at you and they and you are saying i'm never going to meet anybody what is he seeing across the room he can't hear what you're saying but what is he seeing like yeah. pretty down person yeah. but if you're yeah. saying oh, i cannot wait to meet my love soon you know he looks across the room and says oh, look at her who's that girl she's and so cute first and foremost you
2: feel good and then secondarily you're attracting the half orange. Yes. It's like the first thing is that you need to make yourself feel good. Yes. And then, and, and you can artificially sort of start that process with the smile and the buzz and get to the feeling where now your body feels that way. And then when you yes. go to these events and these things, it's there, you're like not really totally faking it till you make it. You're like in that vibe. Yes. And then that's it. Cause you know, too, when you see somebody that looks a guy or a girl, like even like a girl that's buzzing and seems fun and whatever you're like, you want to be her friend yes. or maybe you want to date her or whatever it is. And vice versa with a guy, like, you know what that looks like when you see a guy that's like, what's he got going on? Yes, exactly. And so, you know, that has to be the reverse that yeah. people are looking and, at you the same way.
0: And essentially too, you know how it is when, y- if you're single and down and kind of over it, and I just want to sit on my couch and, you know, eat mac and cheese But you're saying, I can't wait to meet somebody and then start going on adventures and start cooking and start learning new things and going on vacation. It's like, well, hang on a minute. So when you meet this potential partner at a party, on the street, at a coffee shop, when he says, so what do you do for fun? And your true answer is, I sit on the couch and eat mac and cheese you know, that's fine. And maybe that is what you want in your future. Maybe you want to spend your rest of your life on the couch eating mac and cheese, which let's be honest, (laughs) isn't that bad. No, no, sounds fun. But if you want to be someone who is adventurous and going on vacation and trying new things like That's who you should be—the person you know. Become the person now who you want to be in the relationship later. Yeah, this is essentially all practice. Practice being the person you want to be in the relationship. Go where you love. Be with people who love you. Do the things that you want to be doing later. You know, buy the nice plates now. Buy the nice duvet now. Do all the things for yourself now that you want later, and then suddenly you'll find yourself going, "Hey, I'm pretty awesome. Like, I want to date me." Yeah.
1: I remember someone the other day said to me something about like they want to travel to a certain place, and they're like, "I don't want to go because I feel like that." that's the big trip I'm going to take with my person. And I'm like, right. okay, but also you could go now. And then when you go back with your person, you right. could no, show them all yeah. the cool right. spots. Like just cause I've been to Tulum twice with a girlfriend doesn't mean I can't go back with a significant other. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Especially if you love it.
1: Yeah. yeah cause now I'm going to like show them all the cool things or do some of the things I haven't gotten to do yet. Yeah. Um, and that's always what things. all our new yeah. thing will be. Like yeah. I, I feel like waiting and this is why I did go to Tulum originally, was waiting for that relationship is going to keep me from living. Right.
2: Yeah. And I right. want to
1: live. Because also then I have things to talk about when I meet the person. Like, I do all these cool things. Yes,
0: exactly. Because, by the way, how enticing is it when you're at a party with someone and they say, oh, my gosh, I just came back from, yes. you know, hiking the, whatever, 300-mile trail through a mountain. And you think, wait, what? That's yeah. so cool. Ooh, yeah. Tell me more. And then yeah, it just starts more.
2: sparking your your brain to think of all these other cool – like, then it's – you're asking questions and then what and how'd you do that and where'd you go next and i mean it's just more it doesn't even have to be travel but anything like that i think is
0: yeah is ultimately the 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 concept of all of this is that you are switching the order of where happiness comes from yes so we used to sort of think you know be a, a good person meet my other half start a life together get married be happy but what you're doing in this is you just reverse it. you be happy first and then you meet your partner and maybe get married or maybe have a kid or whatever it might be. You know, you just you reverse it. Like what leads to happiness is living a good full life. Yeah. And when you meet your partner, it's going to enhance it even more. Such but awesome. But don't wait advice. for happiness to no. show up. No. Without doing it first yourself. No. I mean, yeah, essentially everything it. that you do. To make yourself happy is exactly what's going to attract the other person to you. And it's it sort magic. of teaches
2: them how to make you happy. Ultimately, you're already in the process, Exactly. Because so now then,
0: you know, yeah. by the way, by doing all of these things, you're now developing a new filter so that when you're meeting and talking to somebody, the people that would have passed the test for you before, like, oh, my God, he's, he's sort of got a job and he's sort of nice enough and he's kind of cute. Like, that would have passed the test before. But once you start living a bigger, better life and you understand what makes you feel good your filter changes where you're like, you know what? I don't feel good talking to this guy. He's kind of making me feel bad about myself. He's negging me. He kind of thinks he's all that. And like, I'm not interested. Love it. Oh my God. How do you
1: recognize the person now that we've become this happy, optimistic human? Like, so now you said we don't recognize, we will know what not to bring in because it will make us feel icky. Yeah. But like, how will you know that's your other half?
0: You will feel what you've been visualizing you want to feel. Whether it's Which the feet on, the, feed coffee up on table. the coffee table. Yeah. Yes. You will feel attracted to them in this way that might be surprising you. You will feel intellectually uh, inspired that was maybe on your list. You will feel, you know, surprised by him and you will feel safe with him. I mean, to me, the most important feeling is sort of the safe, grounded, kickback, feed up feeling. That that's the good thing. I know you were talking about your guy and how... Um, I forget what term you use, but that you felt like he's a good person, Mm -hmm. you know, a good, kind person. And like that feeling of kind of safety and goodness is so above all more important than all the stuff that leads us into the games. You know, like, oh, "Oh, I'm going to say this and then hopefully he'll say that. And maybe I can snag him and then I can maybe get him to settle down, even though he said he doesn't want to. You know, it's the worst. When I was in
1: Tulum, I proposed to myself in my mind.
0: I said to me Ooh. what I would want
2: him to say to me. That's great. I
0: love it. Yeah, it was He's Maybe really then cute. it's going to happen so there. What if
2: it happens there and he says all those things? That would be really ideal. <laughs> I mean, that, I love, that's what a great you just idea. manifested. I love
0: that. Thanks. And well, you know that I honeymooned in Tulum, by the way. <laughs> See, see, it's all coming. together. It's, so cool. yeah.
1: it, it's magical. Well,
0: yeah. It is. yeah. But if, what a great thing that you did that you thought to yourself, like what? This is what I want someone to be saying to me. Yeah. And so when you're meeting people, your new filter is, is this guy going to say stuff like that to me or is this guy obsessed with? Who I like right? that
1: because I knew yeah. in my head he's got to know what I need and what I want out of a relationship. So he'll say the things that are the truth of that, like yeah. He'll give me those things because he'll know that's what will yeah, make my heart. Otherwise, you're not going yes yes to be in right. the position to be yeah. engaged, I love getting that, Jen.
2: That's awesome. See, and if you guys want more of those type of refreshers and reminders and examples. Please tell everyone where they can find your book if they
0: need to like, they need to go over this checklist. Yes. Yes. Well, you can go to meetingyourhalforange.com, which has all the information on the book. It has a couple of excerpts on there so you can get a little taste of what it's about. And then, of course, you can buy it on all the sites on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, all that. Where can everyone find you? They can find me at my site, amyspencer.com. Great and on social and media, on social, media. On social media amy spencer la on both instagram and twitter great awesome thank Amazing. you so much i
2: mean there was a billion trillion things we could talk about but you guys how read great are all of Do those it. things yeah. read the book big love to all yeah thank you so much and uh don't forget to tune in next week where we're going to talk more dating and relationshipy stuff with our guest rachel o'brien again back for the third time i think. mean yeah it's i think it's her third round three third time's a charm yeah exactly and you can follow me at lauren leonelli on all the social medias.
1: and you can follow me at jennifer golden on all the social meds as well and you'll see me smiling in the street like a crazy person
2: and don't forget to follow us at complicated show rate and comment and tell a friend and come back next week for our episode and we will talk to you guys then love Love you long time. time
0: You're listening to It's Complicated with your hosts Jennifer Golden and Lauren Leonelli.